Kyle Goddamn Rittenhouse. Praise the Lord. Can I get a hallelujah for that little boy with the cherubic cheeks and the the plump little face of his and the pumpkin eyes and the, the angelic I don't really I don't know. He's he's a good boy. He's a he's a he's technically an adult. I don't know. It's a good it's just I'm just glad that the jury made the right decision. I mean, I don't really this is this is like a week this is week old news. But it's just I don't know. I'm just happy that a dude that I don't know got away with killing people that I also don't care about. Those people that got killed, I'm not going to say murdered because that would be Ill, like he could sue me for saying that. That's not the case. He didn't murder anybody. Murder. He was tried for murder, and they decided, the jury decided, that's not murder. He defended his life with a gun. It's like, oh, I'm sorry that it happened to be with a gun. But you know, you could do that. If somebody's coming at you violently and they're like i don't know the full details but one of them also had a gun so that dude kyle rittenhouse survived a violent situation by pulling the trigger on a bunch of animals who deserved to be shot which hey i don't i don't take pleasure in saying somebody deserves to be killed but some people deserve to be killed if they're doing something that makes them deserve to be killed. I, I sound redundant right now because I am. I'm being very... The echo that you're hearing is not like an effect or anything. It's because I'm doing this in my living room and I got nothing. I got no acoustic treatment to absorb the echo. It's good for karaoke, but we're not doing that today. So anyway, the point is like just always have a gun on you if you're going to a protest if you're going to a blm protest which you should never do kyle i'm just going to use his first name kyle was a dumb ass for trying to for supporting blm like okay going that's one thing like going to the protest to see what it's all about i even kind of thought about doing that but to act to, to support it, he supports BLM. Yeah, I mean, what a I mean, okay, that's fine. I'm not gonna judge him for that. I mean, but I don't, I don't support that organization. Fuck him. I strongly do not endorse that communist pile of garbage movement, and anyone who does is just misled and, and just hasn't done their research on it. It's a propaganda group and you should all feel dumb for no I don't, I don't, I don't i'm just in a freaking i'm in a worked up mood right now because i have uh one percenter problems i'm i have rich person problems i have i have all these like monetary obligations and people judge people people just judge me for having a tiny bit more money than them so they go well you could you could afford it 
Why are you worried about spending money? You could afford... Fuck you! Just because I can afford something doesn't mean I take... Doesn't mean it's fun to get ripped off. If anything, I'm more Jewish than I ever have been in my whole my whole life. Because like when you don't have that much... When you're just like, okay... When you are used to to spending all the money that you have, you don't really... It's like, okay, I would have spent it anyway, and I'm just going to get my next paycheck in a couple weeks, and then I'll have more. It's different when you actually have enough where you want to keep it because your ego depends on it. Like, God forbid I lose all my money and I have to, like, get a job or something. I mean... So when people Jew me, and I'm using that term angrily because I, I, I hate when people rip me off. Like I was talking about the shotgun thing that happened a couple weeks ago. I, I just was like, oh, I'm get. I was, I let my, see, this is, this is me learning. This is me that has this problem, and I'm learning it the hard, like nobody else is to blame except for the aggressive salesman who talked me into, you know, getting a shotgun that I wasn't prepared, you know, totally, I was still still thinking about. I was like, yeah, that is the specific shotgun I want, but I'm, you know, I don't need to get it here. I could get it online. But if it's here, okay, and it was not a good deal, dude. So he talked to me, he was like, he was such an amateur, but I was like being so generous to his, to his aggress aggression because I do that. I I like to to be um supportive of other people's goals. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll buy it because you seem to be very enthusiastic about it. He was like, it's normal for people in Texas to go home with more than one gun. It's like, yeah, I, yeah, great. So that means I'm going to, because I want to be a cool, te- just like to stroke his dick, I did that. I bought the shotgun for an exorbitant price. Who wants to who would buy a used shotgun? It's like, do I want something that there's already like residue from? No, I want it to be brand new, like a car, which I will get into later. I'm not, I mean, geez, we got to, lot to talk about. It's been a fun week for for me. I'm just angry and it's this is how I get my anger. Out. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Get therapy? What am I going to do? Go to a support group of like hey, let's go here. It's a meetup group for angry men to just spout off all their all the shit. But they're angry only for men though. Because obviously what we're, you know, the biggest thing we're talking about, the biggest thing that we're angry about is obviously women. They have those for women. It's called, uh, it's called pregnancy. No, what is, I don't know. Church? No. I'm going to join a gun club and never talk about guns. I'm just going to be like, fuck, fuck feminism. Kyle Rittenhouse, just 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 mumble, just ramble about how I like the Second Amendment and how I'm a sovereign citizen and how I have a faster car than police. So I could just say, hey, 
I'll be fine. They could set up like a, a, a strip, one of those rumble strip things that stop your, you know, that slash your tires. Okay, so I'm not immune to cops. I'm not immune to, it's not, it's not Grand Theft Auto where you could just get on the train and just stay with five stars most wanted indefinitely and just never get shot. If you've, I mean, okay, it's not real life. It's very easy to get killed by police. And I almost said murdered. But, you know, when you think about it, the cops don't really murder that many people. Except for when they do. And we all know about that. We know when cops murder people because that's what BLM is for. Like, they even cared about when people don't get, you know, even when the court decides that somebody was not murdered, BLM still acts as if they were. And I'm really happy for Kyle that he's going to be making a shitload of money from defamation. And I think there's something to be said about chasing defamation lawsuits. Lots of great opportunity there. And I'm trying to become successful at that at some point in my life by having by baiting people into saying stuff that's not true, and then I'll just go after them. Hey, it's not illegal to be litigious. It just makes you look like an asshole, and I already am. So I got nothing. What am I? Oh, I'm I'm become, I'm gonna, I'm going to be looked at as a worse asshole than I already am. It's like. Once you're called an asshole, you're already an asshole. It's like, oh, I'm a level 10 asshole. It's like, yeah, there's always a worse asshole in the world. It's like, I stay in my lane when I'm driving. I don't, like, jerk. I don't drive right behind people like everyone else, like 70% of people in Texas do in pickup trucks, which I'm going to talk about on every episode until I'm dead. I hate people who don't know how to drive respectfully it's like dude you better have good insurance because if i just slightly tap on my brake you're gonna rear end me and it's on camera i got your license plate what are you gonna do become a fugitive over a freaking rear end collision it's not now i gotta chase you now i gotta track you down like like i gotta hire a private investigator because the cops aren't gonna care and then you're going to have to, you know, hopefully you have good insurance is the point. Because if you don't, and that's what sucks about having a nice car. And I hate, you know, I, I'm not using that term subjectively. It's an expensive car. That's what I mean by nice. I don't really care <laughs> if other people think it's nice. Can they afford it? No. That's what I mean by that word. It's, a, it's expensive as fuck. So I had I don't it's too expensive for me even, and then look at me I'm a Jew I'm a half Jew. So like that's like obviously Jew, you know there's a stereotype that Jews are cheap. I am not cheap, but I don't like being ripped off. So I have the money to buy the shit I want, and I have the Italian side of me where I actually appreciate nice cars. Like oh sue sue me. Actually, don't sue me. That would suck. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I think that's really like the worst thing that people get paranoid about who have money. 
is just getting sued. Like some people, like Elon Musk, has so much money that you really have to have a lot of money to beat him because he has just so much money that he's impenetrable. He's bulletproof because he has enough money to pay the lawyers and then he could counter sue. And so any money that he spent will just come back. I don't know. I just, I, it's probably not. It's just he lives in such an idealized uh, reality based on the fact that he has virtually unlimited money. And that's why he talks shit on Twitter. And that's why I'm following in his footsteps. And that's what anyone does when they don't have a boss. It's called being based. And not a lot of people know what that word actually means in today's nomenclature, in like today's society. Like people say based all all the time, like online. It's like, Ooh, based when they like something that somebody said, but uh, that's you know, sure it it has a wide meaning. It just means oh, you said something I agree with. Big whoop. What it actually means on an autistic level is debased. It's short for debased. It's just it's slang, short for for debased, which means that you have no base. You you're not attached to any camp. You're not in a cult of ideology and you're willing to say whatever is right, just whatever is the actual truth of the situation because you're debased. You're based. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not actually what it means, but I don't give, I don't care. That's what I, that's how I use it. And that's what Elon is. That's what I am. I'm based. I say what I want because what's what's going to happen? Yeah, don't defame anybody, but I'm not a lawyer. And I hate when lawyers <laughs> give clients, give people advice when they're not in a client relationship with them. It's like, dude, you, you don't have to show off that you're a lawyer by telling me not to talk shit. It's like, I know. It's like, what are you going to defend? Are you willing to defend me? Well, then, then shut up. It's like if you're going to tell me not to do something, at least stick to your, you know, at least like show up to court if I follow your instructions. I don't, of course, I'm not, a, I, I don't, I like, I like, I like lawyers when they're on my team. I hate lawyers when they're not on my team, dude. I hired a lawyer once, like a year ago. And he, uh, immediately I could tell he was the wrong lawyer because he didn't agree with everything I said. It's like, of course you're not going to want to work with a lawyer that tells you you're wrong. It's like, no, tell me I could get away with this. What am I paying you for? It's like, no, I want a lawyer who tells me, oh, it'll be okay. You didn't, dude, you did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong by drinking and driving and driving into a ditch and and just running away. You did the exact right, dude. I know. Every, I know tons of people who do that, like every day, every weekend. That's the type of lawyer I want. Like, yeah, this lawyer. He was like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna have to go through. You're gonna have to do this and this." He's like, "No, I won't. Just fuck off. I'm gonna get a different. I'm gonna get a different lawyer." And that's what I did. I, I for some reason, I just followed. I just had this gut feeling that he just didn't know what he was talking about. And I think I have that good, I have a good bullshit detector 
where even if I know I'm being lied to, sometimes I just go along with it because it's, it's you know, who wants confrontation? Who wants to, who likes confrontation? I guess sometimes I do when I'm doing uh, No Nut November, which I freaking am. It's day 24 of No Nut November. It's almost done. You know, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm never jerking off again for all I care. For all I know, there's no reason to, because then you just want to do it again, like four hours later, because, you, hey, there's nothing else to do. It's not like I have a job. It's, like not, a, like, it's not like I'm going to get anything else, uh, anyone else to suck it, to do anything with me sexually unless I hire somebody, like a professional, which I'm not, like, I don't have anything against that. I'm just not, I'm not, I don't really think I, I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. I was thinking about it because, like, I go on, uh, uh, okay, not okay, Cupid. I go on everything. But I go on this one specifically called Plenty of Fish, and it's actually just a bunch of whores and, and, uh, sex workers and some real people it turns out so it's kind of funny that you could meet either a whore or your wife on the same app so it actually is a really good app it's it's the ui is really bad it's horribly uh bad it's a bad designed app it's slow but the fact that if you're sexually frustrated from real women not getting back to you you could just fucking you could just Swipe right on a Snapchat girl, and a lot of them are just straight up prostitutes. And you know, it's it's nice that you, that it's a, it's a great app overall. It's a good it's good. I'm not gonna say great. It's okay. If it was great, we'd all know it. We'd all be using it. I mean, obviously, it's not great. But I'm on all of the dating apps because when you're not doing the the the, the self fulfilling, you know, deed called you know no no uh, november you just want to get out there you have this pent-up rage obviously that's not going anywhere so you just so you start talking to people you start craving connection there's many differences that happen when you start not jerking off you, you stay up later you have it's super hard to get to sleep you have more energy more focus you're more talkative, you're more social, and you just want that attention from women, and you, you, just, you just try to get it. You pay money for it. These dating apps, if, like, actually, if you're actually like seriously trying to do something, you got to pay, unless you're a hot chick with, a old, with a 10-year-old picture, which a lot of them don't get me started. Well, don't get me started. We only have an hour. We only have an unlimited amount of time, and I'm not going to make, I'm not going to. So you have to spend money. So I've spent, like, a good amount of money on all of them. Tinder is garbage because I'm in my 30s, and I think people just see that I'm in my 30s, and they just go, nah, too old. Because it is kind of a younger focused app when i was like 30 like 29 getting matches was easy and i have the same pictures almost i mean see that's the thing you don't want to use old pictures because that's kind of misleading on plenty of fucking whores 
the, my favorite one, there's a lot of women who are in their 30s or mid-30s that have pictures of them that are clearly like 10, 15 years old. And I call them, I, I, you know, I talked to this one who I was like, she was giving me the all, like, bolt, like he, she had zero personality. So I just assumed she was a bot. Like there's a lot of bots. So I was like, I was like, you're not real. There's no way someone with that picture would be on plenty of fish. But then I, you know, I, it's just hard to tell the difference between a bot or somebody with no personality. It's like, how could, they're very, they're indistinguishable. Unless they, you know, if they ask for your, for a Snapchat, if they say, talk to me on Snapchat, that means they're they're fake or they're just uh, somebody uh, who wants to get you to sign up for their OnlyFans, which I'm not in, I'm not a simp. So I just go, yeah, I'm not a simp, sorry, move on. But this one chick was real, I guess, like her picture, I guess, was of her, but it was like a 10-year-old picture. I was like, there's no way you still look like that. Can you can you upload another picture? She was like, okay. And then an hour later, she was her profile just disappears. I don't know. I don't think she blocked me because I would have seen, it would have said, this person has blocked you. No, she disappeared. So I... I kind of intimidated her from the dating atmosphere out of the dating world by calling her because I don't care what she looks like now. I don't like obviously I'm I'm I have realistic expectations. If you're 35, you're not going to have an ass that that uh tight. You just you're not going to have a body that looks like that. And I told her, it's like, dude, if you look like that, you could date a football player effortless you don't need to be on here she was like yeah i know i know i could date a football i was like i was like yeah but the thing is is that you 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 don't look like that so it's a i'm not giving you a compliment i'm i'm saying you need to upload another picture for me to be interested for me to pursue you and she didn't because of course she's insecure with her current looks because i don't care if you look your age I look my age if you look close. From far away, I look like a child. And I, I'm sick of people thinking I'm in my 20s or 18 or whatever. It's like, hey, how old are you, if you don't mind me? I'm, I'm 32. It's like, oh. It's like, yeah, some people are just short, it turns out. It's like, yes, it's possible to be a small person, but still you don't die like there's such a thing as short people we don't die when we hit our 30s we do exist even into our 30s and 40s and some of us have have genetics that allow us to still look kind of young but but I, but hey if i smile if i smile i have crow's feet so don't so i actually am aging gracefully like not gracefully but in time like so i'm pissed and so i matched on somebody uh with somebody on e-harmony it's another one I, I i seek out the most conservative friendly dating apps because i want to date a conservative traditional woman who's 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 not gonna give me who's not gonna 
bust my balls about how the patriarchy is ruining her life. Because whether that's true or not, I don't want to hear about it. I just don't, I don't care. The patriarchy? Okay, can I? Well, I, I happen to support the patriarchy. I'm sorry. So, I'll, so give me somebody who's on board with that, okay? So I'm on eHarmony, which, which does have, you know, I guess a lot of Jesus lovers and conservative women. And it, it, they're very simple and easy to predict. They all are either one way or the other. Either you're conservative or feminist. There's no in, but there's some moderate women. I get. There's some apolitical women, and those are probably the one thing. That's my. That's the number one thing I would want is just an apolitical woman who's who's subsur- who's uh, submissive and, and you know doesn't bust my balls and lives in a different house because this one's mine. Sorry. So I matched with this woman on eHarmony, and I, you know, we were talking very, uh, very low stimulus, <laughs> the most uh, understimulating person I've ever communicated with. So I unmatched with her, but I did let her go because she wasn't attractive. Like I, I'm just the type of person who was like, "Hey, looks aren't everything." I'll give somebody a chance to charm me or to sh- or for me to charm them if they have this, the, the personality that, that I'm into. This person didn't. This person, when I, asked, when, she, when I asked what she was interested in, what she did for fun, she said uh, word searches. That was one of her hobbies. Word searches, like the thing in the newspaper where you circle words that are in a straight line or a horizontal line or a diagonal. Like, seriously, that was one of the things she said she does as a hobby. And I didn't unmatch with her. After. I was like, I was like floored that somebody existed that could be that, that uh, boring. So I stuck with her. I was fascinated. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You mean the thing you I did as a kid but got bored of because it's too easy? And I was like, well, hey, I'm not judging you. I'm more of a jumble guy myself, but hey, I like, you know. And she didn't even, like, say anything to that. She was just like, okay, do you like movies? And I was like, nah. I mean, most people like movies. I like some movies. I was like, yeah, I don't really like I don't really go out to see movies ever. Honestly, I can't even really finish a movie. I was very honest. And she was like, well, what are some of the movies you can finish? And I was like, "Uh, No Country for Old Men, Lord of the Rings. And she just said nothing. She was like, okay. So, and then I don't even, and then she said, uh, I don't know. I don't remember because there's nothing to remember. I was trying to literally find anything that I could say to, that we had something to, to go on, to connect with, to, nothing, zip. But I gave her like four days of, 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 of chance, chancing, and she kept pr- trying. She kept saying, okay, how was your day today? I was like, it was pretty good, you know, I did this. And she just says, okay, dude. 
And then she said she was like into horse, like super into horses. Every picture was her on a horse with a T-shirt that said, "I like horses." They're like, okay, so she's got at least one thing that she's passionate about. And I, I asked her, you know, so do you own any horses? She said, no, you go to the stable and ride them there. And I almost replied, you're saying I do? No, I, I, I own four horses. Speak for yourself. I was asking if you own any. I almost said that, but that would obviously be a rude thing to say to somebody you're trying to date. Because I am kind of a troll. I do like to troll people just for fun. Like, it's so fun to go on Hinge and just, you know, like a picture and go and say something ridiculous. Like, you know, Trump 2020 or something like that and see what happens. And and one of them actually did respond positively. They were like, "Ah." and then I followed. And she said, follow me on Snapchat. And then that was the end of it. And I did. I actually did follow her on Snapchat. I followed her. I friended her. I was like, "So, what do you think of the the Rittenhouse thing?" And she was like, "She didn't reply. She was just like, hello, what's up?'" I was like, "I did you not see the question? I just asked you a question. What do you think of the Rittenhouse thing?" She was like, "What? What city? Where are you in the city?" I was like, "What? What?" You're asking me where I am before you even get to know me at all? She was like, yes, what is your location? And then that's when I was like, okay, fuck fuck bots. That's what I said. I said, bots are gay. (laughs) Goodbye. And then I think she wasn't a bot. I think she was just a very boring person who had no personality. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to distinguish. Between Indian scammers and regular white basic bitches, dude. And I have nothing against basic bitches. That's a derogatory term. But actually, I kind of like... I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with basic bitches. And she she was one of them. So that's not the reason I unmatched with her. Just because I thought she was a robot. Yeah, these days, like, so plenty of, that's my opening line. I'm like, I'm sorry, I hate the small talk. It's like, so hi, hello, how are you? Where do you, what do you do? Oh, I see that you don't have a car, but you live in Houston, Texas, the most car-centric city in the world. How the hell do you live? Like, oh, I just take a bunch of cities and, uh, I mean, buses and taxis. It's like, okay, well, at least that's an opening line. Besides, so how are you? How are you? What do you do? What are you on here for? I hate small talk and to accelerate the dating process. I've been just asking people what they think of the Rittenhouse verdict. And I think that's like a pretty brilliant move because it just gets you through the bullshit and it weeds out all the feminist leftist uh, bigots that that just don't know anything about the law or the constitution or self-defense or reality or 
anything like that. They just go by whatever some angry college professor spouted off to them who couldn't get laid themselves. Hey, I, I, I could get laid. I just It would just be with a fat person. And so I haven't, so I don't do that. But I, I obviously, there's a lot of people that would fuck me, like that would date me or whatever in two seconds if I just was open to that. But hey, I'm not, I'm not into that. Um, I'm not even if I was like super desperate. It's like nah, I'd rather just jerk off in a in a sock. As mean as that is, it's just it's just like well, hey, you could say the same thing to to men, to women who don't like short men. It's like well, okay. They are very open about not wanting to date a short man. So, hey, there's a flip side to that. And, like, hey, at least, I mean, they have, con- I mean, I have no control over my height. I, and I'm fine with being small. You could fit in small cars and be nimble. It's kind of bad. It's kind of great. Being small, you live longer. And when you do get laid, it's more fun. Because you're not just fucking this this doll that's smaller than you that you could just throw around. Who wants to fuck a sock puppet? It's like not me. I already was doing that. I re- I already do that. I want to fuck something that's at least as big as me, because then it feels you know it's just a better experience than just like okay I'm gonna fuck this thimble of a person that I could just launch. Up and down. It's like that seems like you would get old, and I'd be worried about hurting them and like laying on them or like putting my weight on them. Like all of us, like all it takes is rolling over in your sleep, and you just broke the person's rib cage. It's like okay, you like you want to you, you okay? That's what you're looking for. But I get it. I w- I w- if I was a woman, I would totally want a big dude i would want a tall guy because it's of course you want to feel like you have somebody to rely on for protection it's the female equivalent it's the equivalent of a gun for men men want a gun for protection because what are we going to do fist fight yeah some people if you're if you're like that much of a alpha male you just i don't need a gun but no pussies need Fucking weapons, obviously. This is a notification. Oh, I just I just reached my uh, fitness goal by by talking animated. Italians, see, we talk with their hands. I just burnt forty calories in the past ten minutes by complaining about dating sites, and I'm not even. I think that's it, though. That's about it. There's a lot of people with shitty personalities. And it's like, oh, so you, you're, you're not, you're hot. I get, you're like, you're attractive. I guess, but you have no personality. What am I gonna do with that? What am I gonna do with that? But I get it. And pussies need protection because I, I'm never gonna become six ten unless Elon Musk invents a new technology. But even then, it would probably be like, eh. It's too new. It's in beta test, dude. It has a lot of bugs. I'm fine with my stature, because hey, I got the personality of a of an Olympic gold medalist right here. So I don't really. I, I'm comp, I'm already compensated for the shortness. I got everything I need, and pussies need protection. 
That's what guns are for. I used to think I was sexist for saying all this. Like, I used to think living in... Because I, I say what I think. And that a lot of that, some of that is criticism towards the opposite gender. And I thought that made me a misogynist. I, I was starting to be like, hey, I guess I am kind of a misogynist. But then I started talking to people in different countries. And I was like, oh, no, that, it's just American women are are stupid and they have like really dumb opinions and all i'm doing is noticing and commenting and observing that fact so i'm not the asshole in this situation i'm just being on i'm just the person who has the balls to speak my mind because i got i got i'm already not getting let i'm already an incel what are you gonna do take make me I'm already the, I'm already in I'm already that it's like I was saying with the asshole thing oh now I'm a level 10 incel because I can't get with any women even the fat ones hate me which would never happen it would never happen dude you could be the most racist bigoted sexist slob and there's still always going to be somebody that wants to fuck you if you look like me if you look like me, that's the, that's the asterisk. So I'm not sexist, I found out anymore, which is always a good thing to know. It's always a good thing to find out about yourself. It's like, oh, so I don't have to feel bad about whenever someone calls me that. I could just be like, no, it's just that. I, I could go, no, it's just that you're not Filipino. Because there, they actually like America. Like, Filipina women, Filipino women, they love America. I mean, I don't know, not all, I don't know. The ones I've talked to so far, I asked them, I was like, so what do you think of America? And they're like, I think uh, it's an independent country. And I was like, is that a, do you mean that as a good thing? And they said, well, I think it means that they don't have to depend on other countries. Like, if they get into a jam, if they get in trouble... They could just get out of the issue themselves. And I was like, damn, yeah, that's a good point. That's a smart opinion. And she was like, oh, thank you. So they had, she had no bias towards America. She just spoke what came to her. She thought for herself. What a miracle. She didn't conform to what other people tell her to believe. And I found that, I find that kind of attractive. I'm not gonna fly her over. I'm not gonna go to visit Manila. You know what? I've seen the episode. I've seen Big Ed go to the Philippines and hated it. He hated it, dude. And I don't blame. I would hate it too if I'm used to all these comforts of Western. It's beautiful. It's freaking great having a house that doesn't leak and it doesn't have exposed wires and that woman using him just because he has money and she gives him attitude <laughs> he was so happy to be there and he's like asking her questions like so damn it's rainy out and she said yes it's rainy season like she was very dry and he was like okay like <laughs> there was no romance in that in that encounter so obviously i'm not gonna actually like go to the Philippines 
you you got to learn from Big Ed. But also he was kind of a jerk in many ways too. He was kind of a dick. And so am I. So I, I just have to like vet them properly, like FaceTime them. I don't even think he like did anything sexual with her. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe. I don't rem- remember. Maybe they did. Like at least get something out of it. But the point is, is uh, Western culture has this ideology that's being pushed uh, onto women and men. But it's only the cocks that go that march along with the with the feminist beat. It's only these pussy, premature, diddly squat, snap their. You could just break them just by looking at them the wrong way, and they got pale skin. And they got, you know, just these weak, these weak jawlines and they just go, yeah, I'm a male feminist. Sure. I go, sure. Don't, as long as I get something out, as long as I don't get scorned by women, then I will jump. I will just definitely call myself that. But there's a guy, you can't blame them. I mean, if they're weak and they don't want, like being scorned by women. Yeah. It's, it's pretty painful if you give a shit about those specific women if somebody says something like if a woman like he says something mean to me i just go oh i maybe i did something to hurt you for you to say or you're just a mean person and i just move on it's like okay there's mean people in the world but i don't really blame i don't take that to mean that uh, all women are hateful or that i did something wrong to all women no just just that one doesn't like me and th- millions more but so what that's why it's called plenty of fish is because there's like so many there's endless dime a dozen and yeah you can't be a freaking simp dude like if you see why 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 would you spend so much effort trying to get the attention and approval and of a woman that works at a grocery store it's like, oh, I hope she responds. The person who works at a grocery store and has nothing going on and doesn't even own a car. Oh, man, how do I get her to to take me in? It's like, what a pussy move, dude. It's like there's literally billions of women out there that, that, are, that would be worth pursuing. And that brings me back to why I'm doing, why I ask about, heated political debates as the opening line to weed them out dude because i i know what i got i know my value i'm the white kevin samuels and like he's my hero i want to be him dude i just want to be that guy just just looks into the camera with disapproval just shaking his head for half the stream like that's all he does he streams for like three hours a day and you could just tune in at any given time he'll just be looking at his camera just god dang like that's it that's most of the stream just him shaking his head at the at the failure of women specific ones that call in they go are you he's like are you crazy you you think you a man is going to want you 
So that's just something to be taken. That's why he's so popular is because he's speaking the truth that a lot of people are just terrified to say because they have jobs and they don't want to get talked shit about. God forbid somebody calls you a misogynist and you have to quit your job because you said something true. So I, I don't know. It's great to be in a position where I can speak my mind because there is a value in what he's doing. There's a value in what what uh, feminists are doing, I, I imagine. I can't think of a single example. I'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because there's some smart feminists. Not all feminists are, are smart, but all smart people are not. Never mind. I can't think of a thing on the spot to say that's that's uh, smart. But uh, Jordan Peterson, I'll. I'll just refer to him on this subject, or any subject for that matter, because he's smarter than me. Appeal to authority. That's what I do. That's what I do. I mean, the global warming thing, like, yeah, that's real. That's de- the, the earth is definitely getting warmer. But what the hell are we going to do about that? Like, are we just going to stop using phones? We're just going to stop emitting carbon whatever co2 is like probably not and also it's other countries that are doing it more than us so like okay so we have to tell them to stop and we have to stop and solve it ourselves so man it's sad that that's happening and like fracking you know that does cause environmental damage i think but we gotta do it because we need the oil we need the gas like what are we just gonna walk everywhere? Elon Musk is the godfather of Dogecoin, and he's the one who's leading the most valuable car manufacturer in the world. And I guess Tesla is doing something to reduce CO two emissions. But I ain't. I ain't. I'm not doing that just because I drive a Tesla. I don't give a sh. I don't. I don't give a shit, dude. I. I, I <laughs> so Southeast Asians, they're they're based. If there's anything you get from it from this episode, that's what you should get. Is uh, if you if you're too frustrated with Western women, just go a little bit east until you hit until you hit gold, because they are smart over. And it's a low bar. Obviously, this is a low standard that's very easy to jump over. It's a low hurdle. It's like just don't be brainwashed. That's it for me to pursue you. As just don't be brainwashed. It's pretty sad what we're doing and what's happening in this country right now, and all of Western culture. It's like I used to host an open mic. Thank God I don't anymore because why would anybody want to do that except to have power over losers with that are depressed anyway it's like oh you were you get to tell you get to tell somebody if they could do your open mic and set the order of the list it's like okay you're a hero for let for doing that for for being the shepherd of depressed narcissistic autistic i should have just put an s at the end of that just autistics that's most comedy. That's most open micers. So I used to host an open mic. And like there's some people that would come in and just talk shit about men. 
as instead of doing comedy, which is was the point of it. And I don't you know what am I going to do? I'm not going to ban them like a petty jerk would do. I would just I would just be like, yeah, that was sad. Like I wouldn't really say anything. I would just move on. It's not even worth addressing. It's not worth trying to slam dunk them, like make a make like a joke about ooh, you, make an insulting remark or whatever, like how a lot of hosts do when they're hosting. A lot of open mic hosts like try to be witty and like talk shit about the comic that just went up after it's too late for them to retort or thing. It's like that's a low brow move. No. The better thing to do is just be the bigger person and just move on. Don't address it. But if I were to address it, all I, all I would say is this is, that was, that was sad. <laughs> it's a sad thing that's happening in this country. Okay, next comic coming to the stage. Let's start clapping now for this next guy. And just try to be positive, dudes, because, you know, what are you doing it for if you're just going to be negative? It's like, I run an open mic to be a dick. It's like, Good for you. You're lighting the world on fire. Because sometimes you're in a bad mood if you're running an open mic because nobody cares about you. You're just the host. So if the crowd is being bad, which is likely to be the case, there's a, there's such a thing as bad crowds. It just it sometimes does get to you, and and some you know I, it's like hey, what am I doing this for? I don't know. It's good to be polite to people, but then there's these open micers that get, they get that ease. They have this hair trigger reaction for when they get bumped or when they don't understand the sign up rules, and you tell them like, "Dude, you, you're not supposed to sign up." And that's a reserve. That's where somebody else is going to go there, and you, you. So we're going to put you down here, and then they go. Whoa! <laughs> And then they get mad. It's like, dude, I don't have to do that. I'm a volunteer. I'm not getting paid to watch you not succeed at something that is always going to be a hobby. So can you, like, I don't know, understand that everybody has been new at this? Like, you're new. <laughs> I was new once. Thank God I'm not. I'm, I am new in Austin for comedy. It's a perpetual state that I will always be in. I, I will always be a new comic in Austin, Texas, because I don't plan on ever consistently going out. I just don't give a fuck about becoming a part of this scene. I don't want to be one of the guys. I don't want to be a darling. I don't want to be like, hey, what's up, dude? High five, dude. Oh, look who just walked in. It's Tim Weichselbaum. The legend of this particular comedy scene, and nobody else knows him anywhere else. That is something I've I already know what that feels like, and it's nothing. It all it does is stroke your ego, and it's unrealistic to have your ego stroke that way. It's it's bullshit. So I'm always gonna just be some dude, <laughs> and also my life is too good right now to do open mics. The only time I want to do an open mic is if something really bad happens, like if I get broken up with or something like that, dude. So thank like I I just have other hobbies like this and you're not going to get anywhere 
doing open mics. Like, I'm sorry. You will get funnier, hopefully. You'll figure out, like, what works. Like, your little movements that you make, your little faces that you make. Material, you test out material. But usually, even that, it's not good. Even that, it's not good for... Nobody's going to laugh at rehearsed material at an open mic. That's not, they're just not. You're, to, to, to kill at an open mic, you have to be a weirdo. And you have to, so what I got out of them is, is, the, is the physical comedy, like learning how to deliver a punchline. The material, that, that is better to be worked on at shows because then you will get an actual audience and you'll get instant feedback on every single punchline. You'll be like, oh, okay, that needs to be worked on. But open mics, man, those are just for beginners. And I, I and I'm not saying I'm above them. God for ooh, I'm 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 too good for that. No. It's just that right now I don't see the point. And also getting booked, it's like people are obsessed. If you're an open if you're a comedian, if you're an amateur comedian, it's all about, ooh, I I I need to get booked booked so I could show off on my social medias that I have a bunch of shows coming up and then I, and then look at me those other people will be jealous it's like okay good for you I'm I'm impressed that you convinced people to let you know to do time on a dumb show that no one's going to remember in two weeks nobody gives a fuck if you get booked it's like yeah the people that also want to get booked Aside from that, it's like, okay, are you famous? Are you funny? No? Oh, then I, then you're just wasting my time. There's a lot, like, being, getting, having a full calendar of, of gigs, that doesn't mean you're funny. Like, I'm sorry that this is, like, this is, I just, I know so many comics, or I used to, I don't really know that many comics. I don't keep in touch with that many, but. There's so many comics that that would have a full calendar of bookings of gigs and they would list them all on their Facebook like like anyone gives a fuck. And then meanwhile you see them at a show and they they're fuck they're they're horrible. So there's you know if you want like that's not that's not important that's not valuable to me. Funniness is what I value. I don't care how many followers you have. If anything the less followers you have the better because that means you're probably still hungry and like if you're funny then you're a diamond in the rough and if it's better to be underrated than overrated and uh bill hicks is one of the best comedians to ever live and he was not famous at all when he died except for in england he was famous in england but that's a different country in his own country he could barely even get on Letterman, like he got on Letterman and they scrubbed his set, it was too controversial or something, bullshit like that, and meanwhile after he's dead, 10 years after he dies is when he starts to get famous, it's like dude, that's all I need to know about stand-up comedy, so, and and one of my most uh, favorite funny people uh, in the world, nobody talks about, like Sam Hyde, he's hilarious, and he got banned from, you know, Adult Swim. Yeah, so just... 
Andrew Schultz. He's doing very well right now. He's one of the most successful comics today. And he's pretty controversial. But he's peaking, dude. It's like, I don't know. Like, as soon as somebody has a huge audience, that's when I stop paying attention. Because, oh, okay, you have enough people that like you. You don't need me to prop you up. It's like, he's funny. He's not the funniest. He's not even close. Yeah. I forgot. Sam Hyde, he's funny. Gavin McInnes, he's one of the funniest people in the world. He's Nobody talks about him. Anyway, so en- enough ranting about, about art, about being a comedian, because I'm not really even a comedian. It's in my blood. It's in my soul. Like, I, I f- totally relate to the pursuit of being a stand-up comedian, just saying whatever you think is funny and trying to get a laugh. That is a beautiful thing to dedicate your life to. And Ari Shafir, he's super controversial. He got in a lot of trouble, trouble, so-called trouble, for saying that he was happy. You know, he did a joke about Kobe Bryant the day he died, making fun of him for dying. And that's, he was joking. And it's the, one of the most offensive jokes you could possibly make. But it's, it's, a, it's a joke. So he, he gets it. He's cool. I met him once before, like a few years ago. He's nice. He's just like as mean as he can. Like he has fangs online. Like he's an insult comic. But like, you know, when you're, he's just a regular dude too. He's just also, he's just a dude that you could smoke weed with and he'll pass, you know, he'll pass you the bowl. He's not going to be a dick and like bogart it and like, it's like, I was like, hey, can, I, can you hold this while I pack a bowl? He's like, yeah. And then he held my weed or something. Just he looked at it. I was like, isn't it kind of cool that somebody I look up to is just like, I gave him a, a task. Like I gave, I, 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 to, I gave him an order. Like I was, can you hold this for me? Because comics are all the same. We're just people that are very like non-judgmental. I mean the good ones we have good souls and why would we be mean to somebody for no reason dude so is there's something to be learned from that i don't know so enough about that enough about comedy i'm i'm not doing it right now right now i'm pissed i was so pissed before i started recording but I'm but now I feel better just because I ranted about feminism. But but before that I was pissed because so I got this this uh, race car that I bought. It's a Tesla Model S Plaid. It's the fa- It's like the fastest car in the world, and it's ridiculous. And I should. It's I knew I was. I knew it'd be stupid to buy it, but I bought it for my birthday. Just like oh, don't have the other one anymore. Let's buy the best one on the, that they sell, and so I got it. And I, of course, it's ridiculous, and it's slow to. It's like scary. I hate driving it because I'm always afraid of, of getting into any sort of fender bender or scraping the paint, because it's really overpowered and underbraked. And I, like, so if you're if you need to brake in an emergent, like if you don't have time, 
oh man, is is that sketchy territory? The brakes are not powerful enough to stop that missile of a spaceship as it's going down the road. You could be going ninety, and it feels like nothing. It's it's smooth. It's quiet. You don't hear any noise from the road. So you just looked up. So, oh shit! I'm going ninety. It's like okay, I guess I should slow down a little bit. So it's that type of car, and, and I hate it. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like sell it. I'll sell it maybe in a couple months when the novelty wears off of or something. When something happens, I'll probably sell it. So it's just too nice of a car to own unless you are like a multimillionaire and you could just like, oh yeah, whatever. I could just buy a new one. I'll just that's just one of my many cars. But no, if that's your only car, it's it's almost like not having a car because you're not going to want to bring it anywhere, especially in shitty Austin, Texas, a bunch of freaking jack-offs throwing lit cigarettes out their window. It's like, fuck, and throwing debris, like uh, popsicle sticks. It's like, I don't want that on my car, my windshield. You got the you got gravel being kicked up, had to get the, the paint job protected, had to get this special film installed over the paint. I got it ceramic coated. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? But I got it because it's like too nice of a paint job and it's too expensive. To, and it's, okay, so I put money, I added money on top of what it already cost, which is almost as much as a house. So I don't want to go anywhere with that thing. It's like I'm not driving that to dirty freaking six, the most disgusting part of Austin where everything cool happens. It's like, great, so now what? I have to worry about this thing? Even in a parking garage, I would still worry about it. I, par- I did. I, tried, I drove it to into a parking garage, and it was too narrow going up the ramp like that spiral ramps that they have in the in parking garages because as soon as i was leaving i was like okay hope another car is not coming from the opposite direction because there's that'd be sketchy if they don't see me if they're not prepared if they're not perfectly in their lane and of course that's what happened so i had to like stop and wait for them to maneuver around me it's like fuck dude so so I had to get another car. I had to I had to solve the problem by getting a second car, a backup car. Cuz people can't drive here. They like And I'm not leaving it on the street. So so the 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 race car, the supercar is in my garage. And I don't like big cars. So I got a a new car. I got a sports car. Uh, it's like, it's pretty, it's, it's a very small, sexy car and it's a fraction. It's still a pretty, like not cheap car. It's like 30 something thousand dollars, but, but compared to the Tesla, that's a potato chip. That's nothing. That's like what? 20% of the cost of the Model S, whatever, MSP. Ah. <sighs> Man, so I just got it. I drove 
I, I knew which one I want. I did some research on uh, small, sporty coupes. And that's and what would that be? A Mazda Miata. So that's what I got. I'm a Miata guy now. I'm, a, I'm one of those assholes. I'm a, I'm a dude driving a chick car. And it's beautiful, dude. So I decided I wanted one of those. And I, I looked it up. Where's the closest one? What model should I get? They're not making them that much anymore, and there's no 22 model announced, you know. So I was like, okay, let's go get it. I guess I'm going to get a 21, 2021. So I researched where to get one, and there's not very many in stock. So I had to drive to San Antonio, and this dealership didn't really, not the most professional dealership because I, I made an inquiry online to see if it was still available, they sent me an email back the next day, but the the information in the email was not filled out. It just said, hey, customer name, we see that you're interested in the insert model car here. It's like, you don't even have a working customer service retention, like whatever it's called, email systems. And they did leave a voicemail on my phone. So a couple days go by, when I was actually ready to go test drive it, which happened, which was today, the day before Thanksgiving, I called them back, the same number that they called me from, and I said, "Yeah, I'm interested in the uh, MXP or MX5. That's what it is, MX5." And they're like, "What?" I was like, "Um, uh, okay, uh, uh, Miata. It's called a. It's a Miata <laughs> RF. That's another way to say it." They're like, okay, one sec. Like, it's like, dude, you don't even know what the hell you're selling. You don't even know the vehicle's model of the thing that you sell. Did I get the wrong number? But of course, I'm such a passive dude. I was like, okay. And then I heard him over. I heard him talking to the coworkers. Hey, this guy was wondering about a MX-5. Like, I I heard him. I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> what a jerk off. Does it like? doesn't even know what he's selling at his own dealership and then says, this guy. It's like, you can't be more professional. It's like, hey, I have somebody. All you have to say is, I have somebody. You don't have to say guy. Like, I'm just some guy. No, I'm somebody who's about to spend over 30 goddamn thousand dollars on a car. <laughs> so they had to transfer me to like two different people before I could talk to somebody who actually knew what the hell they were talking about. And this was the number of the specific dealership that I was going to. It was a 210 area code, San Antonio. So I talked to this dude. Yeah, you could come by whenever. Uh, And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I drove to San Antonio. Very fun drive. When you're driving to look at a new car, yeah, it's kind of hard to be in a bad mood, even though the traffic was not great. And it took, you know, it took about an hour and a half. Not bad. I was in a jolly mood. So I got to the dealership. As soon as I got out of the, because I, I, dude, you know how freaking badass it feels to show up to a dealership in a fancier car than they sell, in a car that costs 
way more than the one that, that you're there to, to buy. So they approached me like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you're, you want to buy w- w- something from us? You get, and you, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, that thing's, fuck that thing. That thing's big. <laughs> but no, that's all they wanted to talk about, dude. All they wanted to talk about was the Tesla. Even the people that don't sell Teslas, I was like, not there to buy. A, I was there to buy a Miata, a way slower car. And they're like, yeah, here it is. It was right there in the middle of the floor. It was beautiful. It's the only car they had, <laughs> the whole dealership. Everything else was just you. They had like a few used cars in the parking lot, but on the showroom, nothing. Just with that one little miata that i was there to buy you know how fucking cool i felt so i get there and, and then we start we go for the test drive and i don't know i did not know how to drive the thing because there was a convertible and there's there's like a big blind spot where because there's only two seats and there's not like a big window in the back so you just have to kind of hope that there's no one behind you. I don't know. I, I'm not, I have to get used to that. I don't, I've only driven it once so far and I didn't know what I was doing. I was not used to the idling, like the, how it just creeps. If you're not pressing down on the brake, I was not used to that. Teslas don't do that. So I almost crashed the thing <laughs> on the test drive. I didn't really almost crash it, but there was some sketchy moments because uh, I had to switch lanes. He was like, at hey, your earliest convenience switch lanes. I was like, okay, I guess that means right now. So I looked over and saw that there was a car coming and I f- thought I could make it. I floored the thing. I opened it up, opened up the throttle. But that thing has no acceleration compared to the Tesla. So I was like, yep, yeah, nope, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I had to get back. I had to abort the lane change. That shit would never happen in a Tesla, you would never have to abort a lane change unless somebody is driving into the same lane that you're trying to get into, which could very well happen. But you never have to worry about speed. Somebody could be barreling down the road at 90 miles an hour, and you could be like, yeah, fuck you, and then just zip past them without them even having to slow down. Trucks love semi-trucks love when I'm driving in front of them or whatever, wherever the fuck because I always give them enough space. I never have to slow them down. I just go like a UFO. They don't even know what the hell hit them. What was that flash of light that just zipped past me? It's like, yeah, that's right. You don't have to worry about me. And if I'm passing a truck, I always go pretty fast. I don't like linger because no truck driver wants a stupid car to the side of them or behind them or anywhere for that matter. In front of them, obviously, you don't want to cut in front of a truck. So this new sports car, it's, it's adorable compared to the Tesla. It has no acceleration. It goes 0 to 60 in 6.6 seconds. So it's a granny mobile if you're talking acceleration. If you're talking handling and, uh, you know, pep, nimbleness, then it's awesome. Then that's what I wanted. I wanted a tiny car that's, that's sexy and fits into any space you need it, like a glove. 
So I'm, that's where I got the Miata. And I, it, oh, so I don't have to worry about like, you know, parking. You could park like a dick and you're still within the lines. So I did not think I was going to go home with a, with a new car. When I went there, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to test drive it and start the process for financing. That's, that was my only goal. I didn't think I was actually going to have it on my driveway the same day. But the sales guy was very nice. He was like, yeah, I could drive it to Austin. I got a Miata myself. I love driving Miatas. I will happily drive that thing to your house from San Antonio, 80 miles. And I was like, oh, not going to say no to that. So he drove it all the way back. And I got a, I got a financing deal. I got a loan. It's not the best loan. I could have done way better if I tried. But it's reasonable considering how I little I tried. So I got the loan, and we drove it all the way back to my house. He had somebody drive with him, not with him, in a different car. So we had th- so three cars went back to, to my house, all the way from San Antonio, me and my Tesla, the sales guy in the Miata, and this other dude in an SUV. So it was a fleet it was just an escort mission, and it was badass. Because I was driving, really, I was I was following it, and it was we were pretty much following each other the whole way. And it looked so sexy on the road. And I was like, not only am I driving a spaceship, I'm looking at this car in front of me, just weaving into traffic. And it's also my car. So I felt like a billionaire, dude. I felt like it. I'm, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, dude. It doesn't get much better than this. Being however old I am, there's 50-year-olds who have never had that experience. It's like, there's my uh, second vehicle just zipping Inner wheat, you know, in the fast lane, just looking sexy. Oh, and it's just, it's also mine. Yeah. Holy shit. So he just parked it on my driveway. I tipped him a lot of money. I gave him more money than it would have cost to get a tow truck to drive it because that's just something that I wasn't expecting. And, you know, of course, I'm going to tip him. He wasn't expecting it. He was willing to do it for free. And somebody, you know, he had a ride home. So that was quite an exciting experience. And it's just sitting on my driveway. doesn't fit in the garage. I can't fit two cars in that stupid two-car garage. And I was telling this to the dealership. They were like, I was like, yeah, I can't even park it in my garage. They're like, it's a two-car garage? I'm like, yeah, but it's a shitty one. <laughs> so I have to park it on the driveway which is not fun because it is a nice car. I mean, you know, dude, it's new. So, but it's a backup car. So, you know, it's not that. You know, so for me, it's like, yeah, it's just a Miata. I don't have to drive it indoors, but I, I want, I wish I could. So I'm going to have to get a cover for it. 
I don't know, man. It's just it's just something to complain about. And also, it's a gasoline vehicle, so I don't care about the environment, obviously. I've never owned a gasoline ice car. I don't, I'm not super, like, stoked on that fact. But, hey, at least it makes noise when you're pressing down. Like, that's cool. I like that you actually have to start it. I don't know. It's way more steps involved. You have to start it. You can't just walk away. Like Tesla's, you don't even have to worry about it. You just get out the car, and it just turns off on its own. You don't have to do anything. Just unlock. Everything is just seamless with a Tesla. With this Miata, it's like definitely a super different experience. And I was like, it was so different. Like the acceleration, like just being like, like pressing, like flooring it and being like, well, I'm, I'm waiting. When does it go? With the Tesla, holy shit, does that spoil you? Holy shit, am I spoiled. But you can't let the excitement get to you, dude, because I could have got a better loan. Like, I was excited by the fact that I was going to go home with a car. So I was just, like, pretty giddy and didn't really think over the loan application that much they came back with a in an interest rate that i was like yeah that's acceptable but they didn't know what the hell they were doing because i don't have any other loans they could i could have like they were like hey, you have another loan open i was like yeah i don't actually but it's in the process of being paid off so i guess technically i do but i don't and he was like so you've how old are you i was like 32 motherfucker he's like so you have a young credit history right i was like Pretty sure I've had a credit card since I was 18, but uh, yeah, sure. I have a young credit rate. Is like, yeah, that's why. That's why we got this. That's why. That's what best we could do. I pulled some strings. I was like, sure, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, you pulled some strings, even though that's the not the great best deal at all. But sure. So, so I, I got the loan. Everything's good. I get the car's registered. It's a super easy process compared to getting a Tesla. Where they have to, you have to go to, a, I have to register it myself. It's like, fuck you, Elon. No, dude. Impulse purchase. No, it was not an impulsive decision. It's just, so it's only two doors, dude. So I don't have to worry about driving anyone around unless they're a hot chick. It's like, oh, can you get, can I get a ride from you? It's like, oh, um, well, first of all, it's only a two door, so it'd be only you. And also, how much do you weigh? Because this thing kind of doesn't have a lot of power. So if you weigh more than two hundo, it's going to be lopsided. And it's going to be unsafe. So sorry, brother. Sorry, unless you got a pair of juicy D, uh, D cups. That's the only extra weight I'm willing to take on this sexy motherfucker. So I'm one of those assholes now. And also, you know, I was kind of pissed off about about the loan, about how I just kind of got uh, suckered into accepting a loan without really thinking about if it was the best I could get. But you know, in the end, at the end, of the, it's not a it's not a big deal. It's, but I am I did learn the hard way that you should really you know try to get a better deal. And the car itself, I could have asked for them to shave off a little bit of the sticker price. Because it did have a little scratch on the rim, which I n- totally noticed right after the test drive. I didn't do it. 
was like, I got out of the car. I saw this, this scratch on the rim. I was like, I didn't do that. And I was like, can you buff it out? It was like, yeah, well, yeah, if you make an appointment. I was like, yeah, but I should have asked for like a couple hundred off the sticker price. I, I should have done that. But whatever. At least they will fix it for free. So it's not the not a big deal. You know, whatever. Life is good. I, you know, just another thing that I have to worry about getting stolen. That's why you have a gun. 